Hello and welcome to Lawrence Forking, Kansas, the podcast about the people and the stories behind the local food you love. I'm Jake. And I'm Kristen. And today we're interviewing Ryan Bowersox, Devin Campbell, and Stephanie Getz from Bon Bon. Today we are talking with General Manager Ryan Bowersox, Executive Chef Devin Campbell, and Assistant Manager and Bar Manager Stephanie Getz of Bon Bon. Ryan, Devin, and Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. So Bon Bon, it's a neighborhood bistro serving, you know, internationally inspired dishes, craft cocktails, and I I mean, honestly, a a bunch of other delectable uh, dishes from their historic building. Uh, And you guys have a legendary patio um, I think you're 2018, right? You were the, uh, winners of the best outdoor dining from best of Lawrence. Um, and you're right there in the warehouse arts district, uh, you know, right there yeah, in, kind of in the middle of it all. Yeah. So, uh, you guys, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Are you, are you guys all from Lawrence or how, how'd you find your way here? Um, so I came here in 2008 to go to college, Uh, lived here for five years, moved out to Arizona for a while, and then just moved back about a year and a half ago. So most of my adult life here, but yeah, came back and started at Bon Bon pretty much right away when I, when I came back. So. And Stephanie, have you always worked, have you worked in food industry for quite a while? Yeah, I started when I was a senior in high school, um, worked at 23rd Street Brewery for about Mm. four and a half years when I was in college. And then uh, when I moved out to Arizona, I did some organic produce work and then started working at a craft beer and wine bar out there as well before I moved back and started at Bon Bon. So awesome. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Um, Yeah, I moved to Lawrence in 2009 with my husband and boyfriend. We moved out here. Um, And yeah, I've always worked in service industry. I started out, honestly, in an assistant living facility. I worked in the dining room. Mm -hmm. And so mostly just like poured buttermilk for people. (laughs) Um, But I really loved that job. And then I worked at Wheatfields on and off for most of my adult life, honestly. I managed Henry's coffee shop. Uh, I've always worked in coffee. So mostly like that kind of early morning bakery coffee uh, vibe thing in Lawrence. So yeah. Cool. Uh, I have a much shorter, um, I guess. I I did my uh, typical early 20s partying in Lawrence, <laughs> and I totally fell in love with the town. Um, and then last January, my wife and I bought a house in KCK, so we're like dead center between Kansas City, Missouri, where I had worked for years, um, and uh, and here. And so I think, Ryan, you, re- you reached out to my wife, um, and... She was like, "Hey, Devin's really not happy where, where he's at right now." So, um, and uh, we, I came out here and toured the garden and, and talked to um, you know Simon and Ryan. We sat down and I just fell in love with the space. Uh, I got a very good vibes from the Bates, um, so it was just I knew that I was going to accept the job pretty much right away. Um, but I'm re-falling in love with the town. I love Lawrence so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's cool being here just about every day, and I'm starting to experience the newer parts that, um, you know, that are just now happening, or things that I was missing out on when I was younger. So, yeah, it kind of leads us into you know the warehouse arts district in, in general. I mean, that's really grown a lot. I know, kind of, you guys were Bon Bon was one of the first, you know, one of the first, the first. yeah, the yeah. first, <laughs> the first uh, restaurant down there. Um, so how how'd that come about? What's the history of how you know how did Bon Bon get started? Or so I am going to be speaking for people who aren't here. Yeah. Um, 
but the Bates, um, Cody and Simon Bates, they own um, Burger Stand, Lawrence and Topeka, and they have been traveling a lot at that point and bringing a lot of inspiration back, and they really wanted to do a passion project in their neighborhood. They live in East Lawrence, and they really wanted to, it was kind of a challenge to revitalize that neighborhood, especially in such a small building uh, that is historical, so you do have a lot of, um, you know, compromise that you have to make with those types of buildings and you know ever since then they've also uh recently acquired the cider gallery Mm -hmm. so the Bates own that as well um so they're really investing in that neighborhood uh they think it's going to be connected to downtown and i totally agree especially with the ninth street art walk Mm -hmm. it's it'll be downtown very soon yeah so talk a little bit about maybe some of the like challenges. I remember hearing, you know, in the newspaper and all that when Bonbon bon was getting started with the historic building that it's in, there was some trouble there and that's how the food truck came about, is that right? Yeah, so the food truck was like a creative uh food truck. His name is Tom Tom, so okay. I might refer to him as that. <laughs> um it's kind of a creative solution uh to the fact that you can't really build a kitchen in those historical mm-hmm. buildings because, mm-hmm. you know, with kitchens you have to put holes in the ceilings, have hood vents, things like that right. and um and it was just so small and you know patio is great but it's only really viable a few months truly out of the year yeah. like uh past few years we've been really lucky but that dead heat of summer nobody wants to sit out there mm-hmm. uh, so you know it started off with that and then we got the covered patio and then it had siding and then like so i feel like the building always was gonna happen right you know yeah so uh I guess we'll get into the uh, lot of changes you guys have been going through these past. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> and uh, you're you're almost at the finish line here of, of starting up. So uh, probably by the time this episode airs, you guys will be uh, be open for reopening for your full service. Um, so you want to talk a little bit about that? I mean, how, what was that process like? You know, you guys kind of made the decision you wanted to add a full kitchen and and all that. So so what kind of drove that? And there was one day in particular last summer where I was watching our uh one of our cooks in the food truck and he was melting i swear (laughs) in front of my eyes like he was just sweating having a hard time so you know i feel like that was something that we were just always gonna do you know a permanent kitchen um the food truck presented a lot of interesting creative problem solving opportunities it also made us kind of in a corner where we had to do lots of fried stuff. We had to compromise on a lot of dishes, like what we can put out there. And so we really had a little bit of an identity crisis. I think when I first started, we were a counter service mm-hmm. restaurant. So like Burger Sand, like, uh, uh, sorry, Wheatfields, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it just, it, I feel like it happened really organically. We just saw a need and we saw that we had servers who wanted to actually serve tables and we had really great wine list and great cocktails and we just didn't um we wanted to have a little bit more control over people's experience you know we want people to come in and have the experience that they want but also when people go out they don't want to think about it so Mm -hmm. i think steph says that a lot which i think is like exactly right like people want an experience so like to lead people through that and Mm -hmm. have servers be able to do that and also just to be able to elevate our food and drink game i think was something that we were all just itching to do. And the Bates and uh, Bo and Shauna, who are like the directors of operations for Bates Co., they were on board and um, kind of let us, (laughs) just let us take it. Yeah, so I really uh, was nervous and anxious about all that responsibility, but I think we have something really special now, so. 
Yeah, yeah, because I was—I mean, I, I was impressed. But you know, every time we went there, I'm like, man, they're making all this out of a food truck. So, and then you know, it was really great. Um, so you guys invited us to the uh, the soft opening this weekend, and, and man, yeah, you, you guys are just the food was was fantastic. The drinks were great. So it's really it shows that hey, give yourself a little bit more room. You guys can really expand and do a lot more. Um, so what's that like? You know, Devin, you mentioned you know, you kind of coming on with getting you kind of got a whole new kitchen made. Yeah. You know, you got to kind of help probably be part of that process. So uh, yeah, um, what's that been like? It, superb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. When I, when I got there, it was, uh, there was a few weeks in the truck and it wasn't my first experience in the truck. I, I worked at a butcher shop in the East bottoms of Kansas city, uh, local pig for a while. And they mm-hmm. had a, uh, truck out there called pig, Witch, and mm-hmm. I remember, um, people getting what was referred to as truck fever. Mm. and it's where you start seeing stuff it was just getting real real hot and um, and so like i had a couple like a few weeks uh and, and tom tom and uh he didn't eat me alive because it wasn't like the dead heat of summer so um it was cool getting kind of back in the truck for a little bit and then but even after a few weeks i was totally over it um and then we moved inside behind the bar and that was challenging yeah. and really rewarding at the same time and it was cool and it and it, i think it gave us a really good camaraderie with with front of house staff <laughs> and and a, a healthy respect for what everybody does um and uh you know cooking induction and pressure cooker and steam well and suvi don't tell anybody <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh and getting that getting that sort of um indoor experience was great but again by the end of it it was just like man i'm ready for this kitchen and so you know um simon showed me the plans for it and you know he was really you know he he really was cool about getting me involved with the placement of stuff um but honestly, it was just drawn up so nicely that I was like, I don't really have much to, <laughs> to input to give here. It looks great. Yeah. Um, and then as they continued to build it and every single addition they did from the tile to the shelving, the shelving is beautiful. Like every, every addition was just cooler and cooler. And by the time we got in there, um, my mind was just consistently blown each like corner I looked at just more shelves were being put up. I was like, we have way more space in here than I thought. Cause the print was not too terribly much bigger than the truck. Right. And, um, you know, when it was, when it didn't have equipment in it, I, uh, I was like, Ooh, when we put equipment in here, this is going to get tight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it really kind of didn't. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really functional kitchen. Um, and so the process of, of them building it though, was just watching it happen in front of our eyes was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. And uh, so what went into, you know, so creating the new menu and all that. So, you know, that's what I thought was interesting, too. Your new menu has got a lot of, obviously, you got some of the hits from, from you know, mm-hmm. before. But then now, you know, bringing in a lot of your own, some some dishes, I assume, you, you kind of brought into it. And how how'd that new menu creation happen? You know, it was it was kind of a conversation of like, what do we really want to bring back from the truck? Um, and then what else should should we do here? And, um, the hot chicken bun, like I fell in love with <laughs> when I got it. I was like, this is, yeah. this is banging. I, I definitely want to bring back the wings. I definitely want to yep. bring back, uh, yeah, Konomiyaki. Um, I'm pretty sure we're the only place in town doing that. There's some spots in Kansas city doing that too. So it's like, it's, it's 
gaining popularity as a food item in America, and uh, I'm happy to have that on the menu too. We're doing it differently than we were, but um, it's you know konomiyaki in in Japanese is how, you know how you like it, um, mm. and that I'm doing it how I like it. So, <laughs> but the rest of the menu I pretty much presented to you know Ryan and the owners, and everybody was just like. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, nobody had nobody had any issues with with anything, and it was to have that much creative freedom um, and to to take that much more ownership of what you do um, means a lot. Like, there's so many so many battles as a chef you have to fight um, at certain places, and I was so sick of fighting those battles. I didn't have, I didn't have to fight any battles here. Um, everybody was just like, yeah, that sounds great. Go for it. (laughs) And, uh, that, that's, that's really rewarding to be able to just do what I want to do and have people trust me to do yummy stuff. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause I, I always, I think the menu, the menu too, you know, like it said, like it's kind of internationally, you know, I I always have trouble with people like, Oh, what kind of food is it? I'm like, you know, it's, I'd say it leans Asian, right? But it's it's definitely, you got, I mean, what we saw last night, got, you got pasta. It's it's almost like yeah. the greatest hits from, like, around the world, yeah. it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that gives you a lot of flexibility, too, it, to bring in. It does. Yeah. It does. And, um, you know, we're getting all of our proteins from meat, well, most of our proteins from meat LLC, um, all the ones that walk anyway on four legs. But um, and we're getting lots of good they farm. They used to walk. They yeah. It's that fresh. (laughs) And, um, you know, we have that beautiful garden and we have good relationships with a few farmers, um, you know, dairy farmers. Like, yeah, we're, we're just getting really, really good stuff in there. And so that's, that's one of those things where it's just like, let's consistently use Midwest ingredients to make world cuisine. Mm -hmm. Um, and really it's about what the ingredients have to say rather than what traditionally people are doing uh, other spots. It's, um, it's what do we have? What can we make with this? What can we do to make it, to put a twist on it? Um, when I was working for uh, Michael Corvino uh, at the American and Corvino in uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, he really liked using Japanese ingredients to make like, you know, food from around the world. So he would like sneak miso into like a French dish. And mm-hmm. he taught, that taught me a lot about like the possibilities of doing, um, you know, taking midwest ingredients and and being able to you know do world cuisine with them um so that's always a lot of fun to just play around with yummy stuff yeah Yeah, that pasta dish was really great when we tried that i remember you got really good fresh made pasta and that's that's obviously very different than what you guys have done before newer from what you did before yeah yeah. we got a real nice pasta roller and i was like yeah let's go for it Let's, (laughs) let's put a pasta on the menu and it's 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 very, I mean, it's a little bit more labor heavy than buying pasta, obviously, but uh, you, I would not put a pasta dish on my menu if it wasn't made in house. It's just, there's no point. You can do that at home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. One thing, sort of going back to, uh, we we're talking a little bit before about the garden. Um, so for people who might not know, right across the street from Bon Bon, they have this huge, beautiful garden plot where you guys grow um, a lot of the things that you you know are using on the menu. So what goes into growing and maintaining a garden of that size for a restaurant? I imagine it'd be pretty difficult. You know, we have limited experience both as cooks and gardeners, uh, but I think it'd be hard to sort of plant things to try to keep up with demand for the restaurant. So how does that work? Honestly, the garden was also a big reason why I wanted to come over to Bon Bon. I had also worked at the Burke and their education outreach program. And so gardening was something I was really interested in. Um, 
to be totally honest, that garden, uh, we don't own it. Um, that land is, is poised for development at the end of this oh. year. Um, oh, no. so, um, go to city commission, I guess, if you <laughs> yeah. want to oppose it, but it's already in motion and it's happening. So that garden was lended to us okay. for the last several years. And as far as planning, um, I'm not going to be totally honest. Like there's not a lot of planning that goes into it. Uh, we're very much like an educational place. Like mm -hmm. we're learning from each other. We're learning as we go, um, which is very special in mm -hmm. culinary world, especially in a small town like this. We do have a gardener. Uh, his name is Josh. Uh, he's usually out there. Uh, he plays jazz for his plants. <laughs> he talks to them. Um, I love seeing, I've known Josh for a long time and seeing him really thrive in that area has been really rewarding. So what we're doing now is we're building a bunch of raised beds around the property that we own so cool. that we can continue to grow things. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last couple of years we've had an abundance of tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we grew sesame seeds. We grow a lot of shiso, uh, which is uh, really cool. Not a lot of people really get those uh, kinds of um, plants around here. And so, yeah, it's honestly just like a work in progress. And I think the relationship that Devin and Josh have, especially now, has been the most cohesive relationship that we've had mm -hmm. uh, since I've been in Bon Bon. And like Devin's not messing around. Like he's wanted to use the whole thing. And he's yeah. like... Uh, I mean, he was at my house the other day and I have an asparagus plant that's out of control. And he was like, I wonder what this tastes like. And then his <laughs> mouth started foaming. <laughs> um, asparagus greens, they're a bit astringent. Yeah, they're a little, <laughs> a little weird. Um, so Josh, over the past few years, though, has like kind of buttoned it up. And like he, he sits down and has meetings with Devin and they talk about what they want to grow, like what they don't want to grow. And then anything that's like we have a lot of we send it over to burger stand you know they can always oh. use tomatoes and yeah. uh we donated a bunch of stuff to just food over we have a really great relationship with just food so because yeah. they're right around the corner and yeah we do chef's tables and stuff with them and oh cool um so yeah like uh yeah we're just learning in the garden and it's great because if you're even a server like a dishwasher or a host you have this opportunity to learn about gardens and what grows in this area and why it's important and uh you know, and another interview I did earlier this month, I was kind of going on a rant about how eating vegetables that are grown in hot sun in the hot sun is like the best feeling in the world. And mm -hmm. I think that the Bates, when they started that garden, really wanted to capture that feeling. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, um, I liked when you guys have done, you had the, like the garden party, I think you've done in the previous years too. And, and that was, that was always fun because that, you know, as people who go to the restaurant, you can walk through and see the yeah, garden and, and yeah, once yeah. you said, like you said, uh, educational too, kind of seeing, oh, well, that's, I didn't think to grow that or, you know, and then, then you get to actually try it on the menu sometimes too. And that's, yeah. that's yeah, always, it's cool. always awesome. So, uh, we've talked about food. Let's talk a little bit about the cocktail. So Stephanie, uh, so what goes into, you know, I saw a bunch of new cocktails on, on the menu and tried several of them. Tried several, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tried several of them. Uh, so, so yeah, what was that like? Kind of, kind of reimagining that menu yeah um so i started doing the bar stuff like last winter i believe so i think it was last summer when i finally when cody finally like started to trust me to start putting cocktails on the menu last summer so mm -hmm. this was the f maybe the second or third menu like seasonal menu because we do change our menu um seasonally as, as well as the food menu that uh, I had come up with the cocktails, but this was definitely the longest amount of time that I had to plan for it mm -hmm. just because we knew that with this grand reopening, we really wanted to like 
you know, I saw Devin's food menu. I was like, dang, I gotta do <laughs> something really good to, to go along with yeah. this. But um, as Devin said earlier, like us working in that tight space together the last couple of months is really, I've learned a lot from him and like we taste each other's stuff almost every single day mm-hmm. um, with the ideas that we're trying to come up with. So that, I think that really helped me out a lot, um, seeing some of the stuff that he was doing, getting his feedback um, and just kind of, you know, trying to, you know, take the classics, put our twists on it, use our seasonal ingredients, use the garden as much as possible. Josh did a really great job of planting a bunch of edible flowers for us this year because previously we had been buying them, uh, not cheap, and they go bad really fast. So mm-hmm. having them available that I can just go out every single day, pick our mint and our rosemary and flowers and mm-hmm. whatever garnishes we want, put it on the bar, looks really great. And then it makes, you know, every drink look awesome. It's got a really mm-hmm. bright, fresh flower that was just picked that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to utilize that kind of, um, those kinds of things, and then being able to have a wide variety to, you know, it, please everybody's palates on, on whatever it is that they like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Plus the alcohol that Steph and Cody have brought in is so purposeful and so you know, supporting, we're trying to support more sustainable and like organic and like women ran, um, mm-hmm. distilleries cause there's not that many of them. And I think that kind of to what Dem was saying earlier, like when you have the right ingredients, it's, it's just about like, it's just playtime after yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes things a lot easier. It for does. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You guys always have very inventive stuff. I know we did, uh, I think it was around Valentine's Day where you had the like the the little uh, tablet that you could put in the yeah. drink and it fizzed yeah. and all that. I mean, that yeah, fun. that was something that uh, Pi, who's been a bartender there since day one, she came over from Burger Stand. She's brilliant, um, and so that was garnish queen, garnish yeah. queen for <laughs> yes. sure. Uh, that was something that I think her and I had talked about for like months on months of like we want to do this. Nobody else in Lawrence is doing this, but we got to do it right. And we got to do it the right time so that we, it tastes great. And, and then we get the right, like enough people see it. Um, and it was, and it was really fun. And it was definitely, uh, an experimental week because I think we, we did multiple batches that were just not okay. <laughs> uh, but again, it was like different every time. Yeah. Too. It kept then, getting better. <laughs> yeah. And, and Devin, you know, he's into that sciencey stuff with food and he helped us, uh, try and get that recipe right. Um, but, it, you know, it's fun. Like, we love to do – I mean, Ryan has done a really great job with our social media, too. So mm-hmm. it, it's fun to be able to do stuff that was like, man, this is going to be great on social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, let's plan out our hashtags, yeah. y'all. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, it worked on us. That's yeah. why we got it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Something else that I really like on your drinks menu is you've got this whole section. It's called potions, and it's um, non-alcoholic options that are still really fun for people who just either maybe don't feel like having alcohol or don't drink at all. Um, so talk a little bit about, you know, what goes into making things like that that are still fun, but non-alcoholic. Sure. Um, that was definitely a Cody thing from the beginning. Um, I think she really was ahead of the trend on that because I'm seeing that more now. A lot yeah. of places are going into making like mocktails and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the things we've kept for a long time because they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really need to change them, but uh, we usually change a couple of them every once in a while. Uh, the one that I was really excited for this year is an, it's an actual like mocktail with a non-alcoholic spirit in it. Uh, the Summer's Bounty. Jenna, our pastry chef, made a really great fermented strawberry puree for one of the desserts on the menu. And I was like, that's cool. Can I use some of that? <laughs> um, and being able to make a cocktail with that. So it's, it's very interesting flavors. But yeah, we want everybody to feel included. Like we, you know, we we have our happy hour that we now include our potions on because we want 
everybody to feel like they're getting, you know, they're getting that deal. They want to be included in, you know, that, that time of day and those specials. So we really, I think that's a big thing that for me is different than a lot of places I've worked is how inclusive Bon Bon tries to be with, mm-hmm. with everything, with mm-hmm. just like the feeling of the restaurant, with our menus. We just, we really want everybody to be able to come and enjoy the experience there. So that's a big focus of those potions is getting cool, fun, seasonal flavors. And then, you know, if, you know, baby shower party comes in, the, the mom to be can have a good fun drink too. Yeah. And not just have to drink water or so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's a, you know, it's a, yeah, with that patio you guys have, I, I definitely see a lot of, whenever we go, it's a lot of families there. A mm-hmm. lot of, you know, like you said, bring, bringing a lot of people together, too, yeah. of just, you know, it's nice that it doesn't, yeah, you don't feel, it's like, oh, I can't go there with my kids, you know, it's, it's definitely right, it's a, like very... a true neighborhood spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which brings me to that, that, uh, that patio. So, so why, why is having a patio like that so important to Bon Bon? Is you guys, do you guys, I mean, is, is it the community that you're trying to build there? You know, we were talking about this on the first night of our soft opening because it was storming. And I was like, what's more Kansas and like throwing up the garage doors and watching a storm in your lawn chairs? <laughs> Same thing with the patio. Mm-hmm. I mean, people want to be outside. You know, we have such brutal winters and they really, I think, take a toll on, you know, our our souls and our hearts and stuff. And I think a lot of people in Kansas feel that way. Um, so when it is nice just to have that opportunity, you know, and at the end of the day, we are still a college town. People, people want to drink cores on a patio, you know, that's just <laughs> yeah. such a Midwest thing. And, and we're not, you know, above being Midwesterners. Like we love being Midwesterners. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that that's part of it as long as well as, you know, the community aspect, you know, bringing kids in, you know, none of us have kids, but the Bates are about to bring their kid over. Uh, they're adopting, and we really, again, like inclusion, just making it so that just because you have a kid doesn't mean like you only eat at certain places, mm-hmm. you know, you can come here and still, you know, feel fancy while like, you know, having your kid on your hip. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, like just feeling the, that sunshine, smelling those flowers, you know, mm-hmm. smelling the river, like, you know, whether you like it or not, like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm from the Ozark yeah. side, so like the smell of river, <laughs> like, but you know, I, I just think that it's so important and also with, with being with inclusion also comes with understanding that people like to hang out in different spaces. Some people mm-hmm. want to hang out in our lounge with our beautiful copper bar and mm-hmm. they want to look at those shelves or now we have our greenhouse, which is what we call our addition. And if you are more of like, a, you know, you like to feel like a little warm, like a little toasty, like while you're sitting like and watch a storm you have that option or you can sit out on the patio. I'm really excited to see what our new addition is going to be like during the first like snowstorm. Yeah. I think yeah. it'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That'll yeah. Be cool. yeah Cause for those, for those of you listening, you know, it's the patio, the new, the new enclosed space, like you said, the greenhouse, it's very, very open. You got a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of windows, a lot of, you know, yeah, shout yeah. out Kennedy glass. Yeah. <laughs> they worked yeah. really, really hard. They did. <laughs> I, so I feel good. bad that I have, I've kind of been up up there <laughs> up there you know what but like I, they did such a great job like yeah. it's so beautiful so. yeah it looks it, so good yeah and you have those garage doors so you can, you can open it up on, mm-hmm. a, you know, on a nice day it's not like you're you're fully enclosed in so right. that's nice it looks like you're also able to use a lot of the structure you had you know from the the covering you had on your patio previously mm-hmm. well the roof is is new uh, yeah, it's the same there. kind of idea same uh with like the frosted mm-hmm idea which you know as a person who does our instagram i was like oh my god i have a light box like it's huge (laughs) um 
but same same concept the steel beams uh the steel beams went up with our covered patio before Mm -hmm. with the intention of closing it in eventually so yeah yeah you guys happy to get rid of get rid of those uh, heat lamps and all that? I imagine that was. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are a little brutal. Like people would be like, "Can you turn those on?" I'm like, "It's like 60 degrees. It's gonna be 110 degrees oh, in here." And, um, but they, I mean, they they served a purpose. Oh, yeah. yeah, and we moved on. <laughs> we thank them for their service. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any favorite dishes from the new menu? Oh. <laughs> I always like to make you guys pick one. Like if yeah, you if sure. you pick one. one one new thing from from the new menu, what's what would you catfish have? is mine yeah. i really love that blackened catfish yeah. i love um i definitely i got a lot of recommend her a lot of suggestions that we should bottle that chili butter and just sell it it's um, pretty shelf stable yeah but just the catfish is delicious the grits are perfect i'm like a grits freak so i love grits that are have that right texture um yeah i love greens so yeah that's my favorite one we had some friends come in last night and uh one of them's a vegan and one of the other people at her table got the the catfish and she was like is this vegan wait i don't i don't want to know i don't i don't tell me and she just put it (laughs) man i know that's not vegan but man that was a hard no on every element (laughs) on that dish i know i was like she's like i don't want to know don't tell me i was like okay i'm gonna tell you that that's called a french vegan yeah you already know (laughs) yeah um, I, I can't, I, okay. I'm just going to pick what I ate last night, which is the Chinese, uh, spare ribs. Oh, yes. I so good. think yeah. that like what I have kind of talked to people about is like, yeah, the wings are great and mm-hmm. the wings are always going to be great. But I think once people start having those ribs, mm-hmm. they're really going to give the wings the run for their money. Cause those are just, I want to eat those every day. They're, they're so, so good. gosh darn good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That was great. What about you, Devin? You pick know. a favorite kid or what? Uh, <laughs> I like the duck confit don don. Yeah. That's oh, a yeah. fun one because I I I can't get out of this obsession with um, Szechuan peppercorn I've had for like three years going mm. on now, which is I got to get over it. But yeah. um, I just like I like chewy ramen, so I was like, let's really boost up the bicarbonate solution in these noodles and make them just super chewy. Like I wanted to be chewy when they're left over the next day, mm. um, and so we just. And we can cook the heck out of them, you know, still still eat them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I like that one because, you know, it's got crispy duck. It's got chewy noodles. Like, I just like the textures going on in that dish. And then when it's all finished and said and done, your mouth is left with this, like, tingling, numbing sensation from the Szechuan peppercorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, to me, like, my my favorite food is noodles and broth. And that's, uh, that's the closest thing we got on our menu to noodles and broth right now. So mm-hmm. um, then the... The pizzole is very dear to my heart, but um, yeah, I gotta say, I think it's the don don. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Good. What about uh, what about desserts and all that? That too, we, we it, your desserts were out of the park last night yeah. too as well. That's uh, so. What's your favorite dessert that you you guys got? At first, we should probably shout out Jenna because mm-hmm. she is our pastry okay. dessert person. Um, she, with Devin's guidance, like makes a lot of that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's hard to pick a favorite it dessert. Is. Yeah, I don't know. I love the rhubarb panna cotta. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. That rhubarb, it, we grow it in our garden. Like it's, it's the perfect panna cotta texture. I just, I really like it. Uh, uh, definitely the churro and sweet corn. <laughs> yeah. I that was it was 
that was one of those things I worked with Jenna on. The other two desserts are like wholeheartedly Jenna, and that was the one that we collaborated on. I was like, I need corn pudding. It's like it's <laughs> it's getting to be that time of year where corn's starting to just get cranking and we need to put corn on our dessert menu <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of vegetables on our dessert menu yeah. which i yeah i'm into um and she developed a killer churro recipe um that we're like kind of breaking off into the fryer like you would with a uh, gnocchi when you when you make mm. a, a shoe gnocchi and you put in a piping bag and you kind of just use a you know a, a small offset spatula to like knock them off into mm-hmm. the fryer like one by one yeah um and then yeah the cinnamon caramel she made was great like it uh, that that to me is that's the dessert i want anyway the only mm-hmm. thing it's missing is ice cream but again that that sheet, <laughs> sheet cake. i mean all the all the desserts she did were just so good yeah. So. yeah i think that sheet cake is probably the one that i am going to go to the most because like my mom was a baker growing up and that cake she brought in a bowl of scraps the other day and i was like man this reminds me of my childhood so much <laughs> this like rich chocolate cake um and the forbidden rice ice cream that she made with that yeah. we had a a forbidden rice horchata that I made on the last menu that I really, really liked. And so when she was like, I'm going to use this to make ice cream. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> and it, it just goes, there's crunch, there's that soft cake and the cream and then the ice cream. It's yeah, it's decadent and yeah. it's exactly yeah. what I want. So the, the, the crunch in that chocolate bar, it's, it's cool because um, we take rice and we, we overcook it and then we dehydrate it. And then we take uh, canola oil just way past its smoking point and throw the rice in there and it puffs up. Huh. And so um, when you puff grains like that, sometimes you get this uh, canola oil that's hit its smoking point smell, taste, and it's and it's funky. And so there's this like hint of funk inside of the chocolate bar, and it just it rounds out the whole thing because mm-hmm. you have sweetness, salinity, funkiness. Like funkiness in a dessert is just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah, I don't know. I'm back and forth. I like yeah. them all. They are all really good. <laughs> yeah. We'll just rotate through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're got to ask you about the cocktails too. So yeah. what about yeah. you know what's what do you guys go to uh, as your go to for the uh, cocktails there? It's, or like when I'm get off work and I'm drinking, I don't really ever drink our cocktails honestly. Yeah. Well, because I'm just like I'm tasting them all the time. I'm sure, trying yeah. them out. Uh, and it, you know I love them all, and that's why they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked in beer for a really long time, so mm-hmm. I usually go to beer. Uh, Ryan and I have been drinking loaded cider a lot lately. <laughs> uh, Cinder Block has a really great dry cider that we've all fallen in love with. We it drink is it. so good. It's so <laughs> good. good. Throw a little uh, vodka and rhubarb bitters in there, and that's my that's my mm, post work oh. drink. It's going to be on our secret bar menu later. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think with the cocktails on the menu so far, the new cocktails, we always have our classic yeah. twists, which mm-hmm. are all super great, and that's why they never go anywhere. But um, I think the one I'm really proud of because I worked really hard on it and I was really nervous about it is the barrel aged cocktail. Um, I'd never barrel aged anything. It's called Space Race and it's a rum based cocktail, which in the last year and a half, rum cocktails don't really um, sell very well because people like their vodka, tequila, or whiskey. Um, but the reviews that I've been getting from our friends that, and family that have been in for the soft openings this weekend have been really, really great and yeah. people are really into it. So 
Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm really glad that we've been getting such good reviews on all of them, but I think that's the one that I was really nervous about because I put it in a jar for a month, and it's like, I hope this turns out okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I was really excited for that one, and people actually like it, so yeah. that's good. <laughs> a plus one for that. Yeah. That's that's definitely my favorite. But big shout-out to the Mezcal Punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that this menu is probably my favorite cocktail menu we've ever had. I haven't actually said that to Steph oh, yet. So be <laughs> um, well, she put my drink on there, like the drink that like, cause I'm not coming up with these cocktails. I'm not coming up with these dishes. So like my job is really being able to try them and enjoy them and mm-hmm. like find the balance on the menu. And I think that both of these menus are super balanced, but on the, this cocktail menu, we've been known for our cocktails for so long and, you know, Emily from Merchants uh, gave us the best compliment, I felt like, where she was like, it feels like Cody's cocktails, it feels like Simon's food, but it's just like, it's different, it's elevated, it's new. So I'm really proud of this cocktail menu. Um, but my cocktail that I've been drinking, like the cocktail I've been drinking for, what, like a year and a half, yeah. probably, <laughs> yeah. got on this menu. Uh, we used to call it Aunt YY, because I'm an aunt of 11 <laughs> wonderful children, but... Um, it's called Upper East Side on the menu, but lately I've been really into the Chancellor, and that's mm-hmm. the uh, rose infused uh, cocktail, and it has it has uh, vanilla, a, orange, yeah. and some other stuff. Vodka. It's like a fortified rose wine. But yeah, orange, lemon, cinnamon, vanilla, and a little bit of sugar, and then a yellow chartreuse spray on there. So it's it's a patio drink for sure. Oh, it's yeah. so it's so good. Did y'all have yeah. that oh, last yes. night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I like saw you guys, yeah. and I was like, yeah. you want to get this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and you were right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was very fruity, very fruitful. Yeah, and all we that. had it with all three of our desserts. It was <laughs> Perfect, yeah. yeah. Love that. That yeah. is a good dessert cocktail. Like, yeah. Totally. The the one that Ryan, uh, her aunt Ryan, that we, we renamed Upper East Side, it's a twist on New York Sour. Mm. Uh, so our sours we always do as a flip with egg white. Um, instead of just doing a red wine float, we I made a red wine reduction, so kind of like a red wine syrup with our Carignan, uh, which is one of my new favorite wines that we brought on. Uh, mix that with a little brown sugar after it's been cooked down, so it actually sinks instead of floats on the on the drink. It makes a really cool kind of swirly color on there. Um, Japanese whiskey that's very scotch oriented, so it's got a little bit of that smokiness, a little cardamom because. It's Ryan's favorite spice. Um, yeah, and it's it's great, and it goes down way too easy, I think. So. Those both do, yeah. yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. This, that whole menu goes down easy. That's it's. Yeah. Uh... We call them patio pounders. It might be a hashtag. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how often do you look at changing up that menu? You know, you got the new opening now. and Is it is it seasons that you tend to follow to change menus, or is it something else that inspires you I'm I'm big on seasons. Yeah. Um, I'm big on you know, what what do we got growing? What's what's starting to go away? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really it's not as much planning as you would think. It's just mm-hmm. I kind of shoot from the hip. Yeah. Um, whatever we got is is what we'll, you know, not not just like make it work, but like let's make it really good. Um, but you know, whatever really tastes good in the garden is what I'm going to start garnishing things with. So the menu might not change in its actual printed physical format a lot but a lot there there will be some additions and subtractions Mm -hmm. as our especially herbs specifically um as our garden kind of progresses and declines with the season Mm -hmm. so um 
Yeah, I don't know when our first menu change will be, but... Um, I always tell people, like, it's pretty much, like, every three to four months, like, seasonally, like yeah. he was saying, because it's weird to eat sweet corn in the winter. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a weird thing to do. And it's wrong. It's <laughs> wrong, yeah. Like, I mean, we yeah. would say it was wrong. So, um, yeah, and having, you know, warm cocktails that are, you know, things that are served hot and things like that, those, that makes all the difference, and it makes it feel correct and right and like mm-hmm. you're in the right place and so uh i kind of it's it's very vague like and the seasons especially in kansas are so weird now and every year it's so different mm-hmm. so we're really lucky that we're having like this really prolonged spring right now yeah, yeah. we had a really prolonged uh fall mm-hmm. uh so yeah it's kind of like we just go outside and we're like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> feel a menu change coming on <laughs> 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 Um, for the, for drinks, I think it's, I have like a running notes tab on my phone. I, I'm super into just like reading like the history of Mm -hmm. things and like why they're done the way that they're like the classic cocktails are done the way that they're done. Um, I think one of the biggest things on this menu that I was super into was the pineapple gum syrup in the, in the moxie cocktail. And I was like, what is gum syrup? That's cool. I guess I gotta get more into this. And I remember talking to Devin about it and it's just, you know, it's this, classic ingredient that they used to use because cocktails are a recent thing in America uh, because of prohibition and reading about why they did these things like, you know, either keeping it shelf stable or, you know, being able to take the burn of these super just poorly made, really strong alcohol. So I'm, Mm -hmm. I love reading about the history of things and then like using those as they were intended, but with, you know, fresh new twists. But uh, we started doing a bartender's choice um, option on our last menu because it was basically me and one other bartender working every day. So it was like, well, we have a bunch of regulars coming in. Um, and so we made that option. It became way more popular than I thought it was going to be. Um, so it was really good for us to like try out the ideas that we've been having mm-hmm. and actually get live feedback from people too. So keeping notes on stuff like that and then just trying stuff as I go and being like, you know, star next to this one, like this one's <laughs> yeah. a hit. Uh, and then trying to get it fine tuned enough to be like, this is, this is going to be easy to drink. People are going to like it, whether they like that kind of spirit or not. So yeah. where do you guys like to eat in Lawrence when you're not eating bonbon food? I eat at Ladybird diner almost every single Sunday. Um, like, I really think that people pigeonhole Lady Bird Diner like as just like a breakfast place. Like their hot beef sandwich is so good. Their pork tenderloin sandwich with the pimento cheese on it is so good. <laughs> you know, we do eat at LBC quite a bit. Yeah. We do split right burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, best yeah. waffle fries, best pimento beer cheese in town by mm. far. But if it's like really something special, aka Steph and I. Need to go somewhere on a Monday. We go to Mass Street Fish House and we get treated right there. Yeah, Yeah. Monday crab night. Love that place. Love the people who work there. The people who run it. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we had a great talk with Laura a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Yeah. that was great. Uh, What'd you do? I love Terrebonne. Uh, Love Terrebonne. Love Leeway Franks. Um, I don't get out there enough. My days, my days off don't uh, coincide with. I just, I need to get up there and get a hot dog before work one day. Um, Do you want to go like today? (laughs) Matter of fact, I might. Um, Let's see. I had a really good lunch at Lark Affair the other day. Um, Yeah. Uh, 715 is great. Merchants. Big shout out to TK. He's like, he's one of the coolest chefs I've met in my life. He's Mm. just such a good person. Um, 
Yeah, those, I mean, those are the ones off the top of my head, but there's a lot of good food out here. I'm kind of curious, like, what your favorite Kansas City spot is. Yeah. Kansas City? Sorry, now I'm asking no. questions. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, it would ha- yeah, the antler room. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah was... he recommended that to me for, I think, I think it was, like, Danny and I's anniversary, yeah. and it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Nick and Leslie are terrific people, and their space is so cool, and his food is so intelligent, and... Um, and I've just never had a bad bite of food huh. there. Uh, Corvina Supper Club and Tasting Room, I do have to say, for sure. Yeah. Um, the Rieger's great. Uh, novel's great. Um, sorry if I'm missing any of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I So Ryan goes to Ladyburg every week. I go to Jade Bar probably every Friday night. Uh, my buddy Alan, who used to work at Ornold Bistro when I was in college, we, a group of our friends would go there all the time, and now he... Him and his brother and sister-in-law run Jade Bar, which is attached to Jade Garden, um, and they serve. So they and they have a huge menu, but their authentic menu is amazing. I finally got these two to go with me. Recently. It's really as yeah, good plus as she one, said. big time. Yeah, big one. yeah, yeah love and, that. Um, but like for like, I love Fish House. Like Laura mm-hmm. and Sam and, and Claire and all the everybody over there are super amazing. And I I go there by myself a lot and just like hang out because yeah. I like hanging out with. Them. I can usually <laughs> find her over there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> come on, hang out with stuff. <laughs> Some um, and then just like nostalgia I, I still love going to 23rd Street because I, I worked there for so long yeah. like I still love the people there and it's just a fun atmosphere and mm-hmm. still really good beer because uh, the, the brewers there are always really great so mm-hmm. yeah and, and you mentioned Lawrence Beer Company too mm-hmm. and that, that intrigued me too. You, you, a lot happens now especially there's a lot of events that seem to be going on there right on that little stretch you know yeah. stretch of the land so we've how, all become very close yeah <laughs> that's what I was wondering yeah. you know, if you guys really it built it really seems like you've kind of built up that relationship a little bit of totally you know, yeah I uh yeah like <laughs> Matt and Sam and you know like their managers over there Larry and Shane and mm-hmm. all those all those people um you know people sometimes ask like you guys like in competition or whatever. Right. I'm like, we couldn't be more different, you know, yeah. like there's something for everyone on that block. And I, and I yeah. love that about the warehouse arts district right now. And I hope that that continues, um, with, cause I feel like in five years, it's going to look so different. It looks so different than five years ago, but Sam, the head brewer, he could not be nicer. Yeah. His wife is wonderful. Um, we kind of watched him become a dad, you know, mm-hmm. like since the time that we've known him and that's been really fun. Uh, Matt is, so smart, really strategic guy, like really good at, you know, merch and like marketing and those types of things. So right. I feel like as much as I've enjoyed them, I've also learned a lot from them. Uh, you know, I'm not as into, as into beer, like a stuff, like I'm not as knowledgeable, but you know, I really love this. St- I love computer brain. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. like, if I'm going to drink a beer, that's mm-hmm. what I'm going to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I love those guys. And Ken Baker, I, I almost forgot Ken. to say anything. About I, I was going to bring. Yeah, no, Ken Baker, he's he's yeah. awesome too. So He uh, he came over and just was like, hey, man, you know, he, he's an, ex- you know, yeah. the, the experienced chef came over and was like, hey, dude, I've done this. If you need anything at all, <laughs> let me know, man. And it's just like. That's great. That's cool. Good that's a, yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a good coexistence between us and, and yeah. it's. And it's really cool. There's not a there's not a bad person I've met from over there. They're all they're all good people, right. and their food's killer. So yeah, yeah, well, that's great. And uh, yeah, and their beer is killer. But I think everybody <laughs> yeah. knows that. Yeah. Do you guys have? I mean, obviously, besides um, your big grand reopening, do you guys have any events coming up this summer? Yeah, uh, we have a beer, wine, swine event to uh, benefit Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is um, a program I've recently uh, gotten involved with. 
And that is June 14th, and it's at Artera. I believe that there's still tickets for sale. Uh, Lawrence Beer Co. will also be there. Mm-hmm. Culinaria is going to be there. Oh, and I should have said Culinaria because <laughs> I really love them, too. Mm-hmm. That mess uh, that they have is so good. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to think of uh, Artera's doing stuff, but it's just going to be wine and, like, pig-oriented uh, mm-hmm. appetizers. And Devin came up with something. And uh, so we're going to be over there. And other than that, we're kind of playing it cool on events. We just want to see what it's like. Um, long-term goals is I'd love to see, um, you know, reservation tasting menu stuff like down the road. We'd love to do more bridal showers, wedding showers, especially now that we have such a close connection with Cider Gallery. Um, and you'll see us at, well, we're also going to be providing lunch for Girls Rock Camp, which is another organization I'm involved with. So um, they all really like having Bon Bon and Mergence and LBC and all of them uh, come out and do that. So, yeah, so we'll be around. Oh, we're also going to be doing the farmer Cotton's Farmer's Market at the end of the season. Oh, cool. The last two weeks of September, we'll be there both Thursdays, and we'll have some food and stuff. So you can nice. catch us there. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, you know, Ryan, Devin, and Stephanie, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Yeah, we, thank uh, you for yeah. having us. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for the mimosa. Conversation, mimosas, <laughs> and <fikashas. laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for joining. You know, you guys just came out of a pretty, well, pretty heavy couple couple months, but especially you guys just did your soft opening. So we appreciate you taking the yeah, time. And, um, you know, for everyone listening, just be sure to check out Bon Bon. It's uh, right there in the Warehouse Arts District, you know, to the corner of uh, 8th and Pennsylvania. And, uh you're sure to have a good good meal and a good cocktail. So, um, yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Lawrence Forking, Kansas. We had a great time chatting with Ryan Bowersox, Devin Campbell, and Stephanie Getz of Bon Bon. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate us. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts also please follow us on social media we're on facebook at lawrence forking kansas instagram at lawrence forking kansas and twitter at lawrence forking feel free to find our pages like us follow us all that stuff and please you know leave us any feedback that you might have about the show and if you're a restaurant or food business owner in town and are interested in coming on the show just reach out on social media or email us at lawrenceforkingkansas at gmail.com and let us know we're always looking for new people to talk to and would love to have you on Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.